0: Okay, so I was watching 50 Shades series because I felt called to watch it. And I was wondering why, you know, um, I know it's about love and romance and things like that. But that's the obvious message in it all. I wanted to see why the Lord was, you know, the hidden messages that the Lord may have wanted me to see in that movie. So much is going on right now. I know that I'm not doing all that I should be doing. And it's mostly due to exhaustion. Like, I'm I'm extremely tired. I'm extremely tired of dealing with these situations. Like, But it feels like I don't have any other route to go. But what I just felt like the message was, besides, of course, my speculation, which wouldn't mean much despite you know taking it into perspective it's a story it's not like necessarily real it's a book but um as far as um what i feel like the message may have been it's like no matter what you may know or how much you may know or how how you know or how resourceful you may be there are still going to be things that go unnoticed in your life there are going to be things that can slip past you the reason why i got this message is because from the beginning of the series christian gray you know he just he was extremely resourceful obviously you know showing up at the bar never knowing what and where she was even at popping up in her apartment um The different things that, you know, having a whole file on her different things like that. But, of course, taking into perspective how, regardless of what he may may have known and the resources that he may have had, you know, the other girl, Layla, she slipped under the radar, you know, as well as the man, Jack, her boss. He slipped under the radar a few times, wound up in their house, which was, you know, you know, as quoted in a movie, like a fortress. So no matter how resourceful you may be, no matter where you may be in life or what you may have, things may still go under the radar. And I feel like that's the message that the Lord may have been trying to lead me to. There's something more to it, maybe even about love. But, of course, I haven't necessarily been wanting to hear about that only because, you know, right now in my life, you know, Jesus is the love that I will need in order to heal properly, you know, from, this, you know, recent situations. And I'm not trying to use it as an excuse, but it's like, you know, um, I feel that, that it's, it's, it might be life or death. It might be dire, like, it may be necessary right now to focus on just God because of my surroundings and, you know the situation you know I'm like without God like I'm I'm hopeless like I, I'm I'm nothing without him so I need to focus on him right now but um next to that you know recurring message that actually popped up again and I don't know how important but you know it did re- it did recur which is you know the message about love and marriage you know i want everything to be perfect i've always wanted you know everything to be perfect concerning my marriage you know not imperfect not perfect in terms that nothing ever goes wrong but just perfect in terms that this individual is perfect for me and we can make it through anything that does go wrong but the recurring message is you know i've been told before actually a few times you know um As far as marriage goes, when you find somebody that you really care about, that you really love, that you feel is a really great fit for you, you don't have to have everything in order before you get married. You get married and then things work themselves out. You know, you go with the flow. You figure things out with, with that individual. You make it work. Now, I don't know how, you know, personal that message may be to me you know, I can see that there are very, very dark spirits around me that I have to beat, you know, that have been in my, my my genera that have that have, you know, that have been in my bloodline as generational curses. I know a lot of people may not believe in these things, but I do. I know them to be true. And, you know, one thing that is a recurring message about generational curses, though not necessarily from this series, but one thing that is a recurring message about generational curses is that you know, you get out there and you live your life, regardless of what you may feel is plaguing you, and it's about what you believe. You know, when you get out there and you just become everything or you be everything that you have set out to be, that's how you break these curses. When you actually believe that you are cursed, you know, you're speaking life. The power of life and death is in the tongue. That's something that has been, you know, surrounding me in these past couple of weeks you know, these past two months, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you're speaking life over, you know, life or death over your life. And concerning that, you know, obviously, if you believe I'm cursed, you know, I can't get ahead, I'm hindered in these different things, then that's what will be. Even though lately my life has taught me something so different, Lately, my life has been, you know, expressing different things to me, like, regardless of what you may believe, God can do so much more, so so much far greater than you can ever think or imagine. So, the things that have been happening in my life, I don't necessarily believe I spoke them over my life. I could have never spoken them over my life because, you know... It's so far greater than I can ever have thought or imagined. So this is, you know, a testament that God is very real. And he's very present and prevalent in my life. And I am so grateful, so grateful for the Lord. But another message, you know, towards the end of the movie, you know, something so obvious, but I don't know, you know, how enlightening, but just super, it is still enlightening. It's still something that gets me almost every day. But the fact that this guy who wound up being her boss, you know, which is interesting because it's it's also, it also feels like a lot of people have either met, met their spouses earlier on in life or someone, you know, they've met earlier on in life or just something surrounding their life or whole life, you know, brings them, you know, to their spouse and it feels as if they was almost always there, but still you've just met them or like you've always known them but you haven't it's weird and that feels like maybe something you know that may possibly be recurring but as concerning the guy you know he grew up in a foster home he was in one of the foster homes with you know Christian when he was a child you know as the movie goes but Christian looks at, you know, he says to him, I was supposed to be adopted that day. They owe me that. They, and that's why I said you owe me a life. And that's what, you know, the hatred and the the, the drive, you know, towards destroying Christian and killing him came from. And, you know, just the the message that this man believed that his whole entire life would have been differently and could have gone a different way if of course he would have been adopted that day and how he felt that his his circumstances and the fact that he was at a disadvantage in life, you know, the blame was on Christian, you know, as if he wasn't also an innocent, you know, an innocent child in a situation. Like, he, he didn't pick to himself that day. You know, they picked him, life picked him, and, you know, he just chose to blame it on a certain person. And I think that Throughout my, throughout this experience, you know, looking at, you know, a lot of different individuals who are driven to destroy me in this process, wh- whether it may be obvious or not. Because it seems as if maybe some people may be oblivious to it or it's just really well hidden unless, you know, to the individual that is is they're wanting to be obvious to. But concerning these different things, there's been a, a lot of talk about like that should be my life. It should have been me or could have been me. You know, these things could have went differently. It really I really could have been picked instead of you. Why you, you know, different things concerning that certain messages recurring. And, you know, it, it feels like, you know, you want like I wonder, I've wondered, I've wondered as well. Why Why was it me instead of these individuals? You know, that could have been me. I'm not better than them you know and it feels like in these past couple of weeks maybe the message has actually revealed itself that you know it it wouldn't have been them like and i've i've known that cuz the lord has you know revealed that to me you know we our destinies are predestined before we are formed in the womb so it wouldn't have my life is for me you know my my life is meant to be my life your life is meant to be your life And how unfortunate that is, especially when other people are afforded the things we feel that we so desperately needed in life to succeed. But the fact of the matter is, it's not really about what you weren't afforded or what you were afforded, but about your perspective concerning it. If you move through life believing that you can't accomplish certain things or you can't reach a certain level in life because of what you weren't afforded, that's speaking life over your life or death over your life. It's about it's about you believing that you can be more despite what you were given. You Your past has made you who you are, but it won't define who you will be. So, you know, I can't say that I was always so motivated and hopeful to believe that even myself, which is oftentimes why I've even questioned, you know, maybe it could have been them. Why is it me? But the fact of the matter is that, you know, when it comes down to it, This is who I was always destined to be. This is who I am. The decisions that I made in life from the start, who I decided, who I chose to be, you know, is what made me who I am today. It's not what made me who I am today, as you know, but it is. It it's what is it's, is what made me who I am today. But it also isn't, because God made me who I am today, despite the decisions that I've made. But also, the decisions that I've made play a big part. Now. Immediately, I was reminded of this situation. So, when something very, very, very bad happened to me in my life that changed, I feel like changed, you know, so much in my life. Maybe not the direction, but yes, even the direction. It felt like at some point, when this very bad thing happened to me, I was given the choice. I was given the choice to decide to inflict harm on others, like the harm was inflicted on me, or to... You know, you know, decide not to see that harm done to others as the harm was done to me. I chose to not see that harm done to others as it was done to me. I chose to not want to see anyone hurt the way that I had hurt. I had been hurt. I could have very well chose, especially given the circumstances, and it's amazing because, you know, it felt as if I even had influences around me that were, you know, almost wanting to say, you know. If you decided to be, you know, a bad person moving forward, if you decided to inflict harm on others due to the harm that was inflicted on you, you know, so unfairly, like, no one would blame you. No one would blame you. Like, you would have every right. Like, no, it it just, it would make, you don't even have to explain that. Like, it would just, it would make sense. Still, I chose not to. And in the moment that I chose not to, the Lord came to me. He protected me. There were dark spirits around me that wanted me. Satan, you know, sin was crouching at the door, like the Bible says. Sin crouches at the door, and it seeks to devour you. You have to stay diligent. Sin was crouching at the door for me. I felt it. You know, the Lord protected me. He covered me so that I could make a clear decision without being influenced. And I made the decision. And I I was just so close. I was so close, you know. I truly was so, I truly was not very far off from making that other decision. It just wasn't who I was, though. You know, it wasn't who I was. I stayed true to who I am. In the second, literally the, the second I made the right decision, the Lord bestowed power unto me because of the decision that I made. But he also told me, he said, I don't want you to get used to being rewarded for making the right decisions because you're not always going to be rewarded for doing good in life. And that's just a hard lesson that you're going to have to learn. I had already learned a hard lesson that day, and I felt that that was harsh, you know. I felt that 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 word from the Lord was extremely harsh. I felt that it was, but um, he was. The Lord reassured me he was not being harsh. He was being God. He was, you know, telling me what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. What I wanted to hear was, oh, "I'm so sorry that this happened to you, and you didn't deserve this, and you deserve blessings every single time." You know, bad things happen to you and you make the right decisions. You know, you deserve to be pampered and everything needs to go right for you and you know, I just wanted to hear that this it wasn't my reality and that things could go back and that it was just a bad dream and all this other stuff. But the Lord told me they real. He told me what needed what I needed to hear in order to mature, in order to become who I am destined to be. He told me that you will not always get a blessing or reward for the bad things that happen to your life and I don't want you to feel entitled to that so even though you are being rewarded this time don't get used to it you know in that moment already feeling devastated and that my situations were unfair I felt like how could you be so harsh and mean like I'm already suffering so much and this is this hurt so bad You know, yes, you, you know, blessed me with something, but what you blessed me with, you know, I didn't feel that I had it in my hand. Like, at the time, you know, of course, I felt it, and I I appreciated what it was. You know, I appreciated, you know, the blessing in it all, because at the end of the day, you know, what it came down to was the decision that I had made, you know, I think that only after making a decision like that, would you truly appreciate something of that magnitude? But I can't say always for anybody. I'll just say that, you know, in that circumstance, I feel that if I had made the other decision and the Lord had blessed me with that anyways, I may have not been able to see the blessing in it. But I I can't say that because when the Lord blesses you, you'll know it's a blessing, period, no matter what decision that you make. So I don't want to Based off of that, but I do want to say that I feel like it contributes, like, making the right decision, deciding to be a good person, that whatever, you know, life gives you, whether you'll be rewarded or not, you know, not necessarily anticipating a reward for that decision being made, it helps you, or it, it may contribute to you being able to see the blessing in something that isn't in your hand, like, a million bucks or, you know, a new car, you know, or, you know, whatever. But what he had given me, it was something that was so much greater, so much better than any of those things. What he had given me was power, you know. And, of course, I, at the time, wouldn't have even necessarily had, you know, the kind of free will free access to it like oh I got power I can go use this power to go get a million dollars I can go use this power to go do this and do that no you know it's a, a certain type of power that of course I would have had to, to been prepared for and I would have had to show discipline in order to carry so it's never just that easy or simple but it's a reward all the same and everything that God gives is good so it was it was a great thing but a hard lesson you know and i don't feel that him giving me that made it hard for me to see clearly that you won't be rewarded for bad things in life all the time because i actually wanted something different i wanted to wake up and, and it just be a dream i'm like god you can do anything you are powerful you you are capable of anything make it make it go away make me wake up tomorrow and it's just a nightmare i will have learned my lesson i promise and it's like no you don't get to go back this is you know this is real this had had this had to happen in order for you to see you know that his warnings are real you need to take heed when the lord says be warned be warned but it's it was such a great blessing it still is such a great blessing i can see now you know so much more clearly how big and how great that it actually was especially with you know the things surrounding this blessing the many different individuals you know who wish that it was them the many different individuals around me who don't feel I deserve what I have the many different individuals around me who would do anything to keep me from having it you know it shows you how big of a blessing it truly is even when even if I weren't able to see that which I was you know which could also be a testament that he had chosen the right person. But the fact of the matter is that God can use anybody. So I can't say that it was something just so special about me. But what I think that this movie brought into perspective, because immediately when he said that could have been me, she said, no. Though, you know, you are given certain advantages that he may not have had, you still are brave and you did. You made the best of what you had. You still made it work for you regardless. So it's who you are at the end of the day. And that's true. That's true. And I don't want to, you know, spend any more time depressed about why it wasn't the individuals who wish it were them. Why their circumstances aren't, you know, as, you know, I guess promising or, or blessed. Why they don't have the anointing or the favor that I have. You know, it is not my fault. And, you know, for a while, I just couldn't say whether it was theirs. Is it your fault that you don't have this? Because you believe that it's your circumstances. You believe that it was the disadvantages that you have in life. I don't believe that either way. Even if I weren't blessed with these things, I still wouldn't have blamed my circumstances. I still wouldn't have blamed the disadvantages in life. And maybe that is the difference. I never blamed God for the things I had to go through. And we all have to go through things. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter if you had everything. Nobody's like, is perfect. We all have to go through things. So concerning these things, always going to be someone who feels like you don't deserve what you have. That's something that I've never stopped being told since this process has started. There's always going to end before. There's always going to be people in life who don't believe that you deserve what you have. You have to know You have to trust God and yourself that you would have been who you would have been exactly who you are with or without anything that you have. You deserve what you have. You know, it's not. It's not that there's not anyone who deserves it more, but you deserve what you have. That's what it is. I've gone through way too much. No one ever wants to say about the disadvantages that I've had in life no one ever wants to say why wasn't it me about the very bad things that I've gone through in life nobody wants my struggle you know so it's like a lot of people want the flowers they don't want the rain and that's not for me to you know feel hung up and you know depressed for them because why couldn't they have it? Why didn't they, why weren't they afforded these things? I think that may be a lesson that the Lord has been trying to teach me throughout this process, but I have been running away from and avoiding. And the reason I was avoiding it is because I want to have hope that even still now, regardless of who they are still deciding to be, they can still turn it around. The Lord can change anybody. He can penetrate any heart. And maybe if I was able to instill the same hope in them that I have used in order to get through my life, that maybe they can change they can change it and they can start now and they can, things can work out for them. And that's just something that I didn't want to let go of. And it feels as if even the Lord has even told me or shown me that I am favored because of that belief. i like, it feels like the Lord had given me a message. You have inspired me to have hope for for the people, for our people, for my people, because of the hope that you have for my people, our people, the people, people, period. So, you know, that's really a big thing. You know, if that was, of course, Jesus who said that, that's really a big thing, you know, that you can inspire God. And encourage God, you know, to, to you know, keep hoping people. Like, and that's the thing. It's in the Bible. Jesus, he he died and was crucified on the cross for each and every single last one of our sins. There were people who spit on him. There were people who put crowns of thorns on his head. There were people who, who bared false witness against him. They lied on him. They, you know, they voted for him to be crucified. People who wanted him to die. You know, an innocent man instead of a murderer and a thief. And still Jesus died on the cross and was crucified for the people that he knew that existed and would exist that deserved that chance, that opportunity to be forgiven if, of course, they had chosen Jesus. So when it comes down to it, he's saying we inspire him. We inspire Jesus to give his life for us. We inspire Jesus each and every single day. To never give up on mankind. And so he's saying that I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that inspire him. That's what I want to be. And, of course, someone not judging anybody, but someone who decides not to be that, of course that plays a part, you know? Of course that plays a part in their circumstances. So the Lord has reminded me. Do not feel bad for you. Feel bad for them. And, you know, the consequence of what they are doing and how they are behaving and how they are treating you is what they are doing and how they are behaving and how they are treating you. The consequences is for them to see you thrive regardless of their, you know, desire to see you hurt or in harm. You know, or be in harm's way. The consequences is the bitterness, the resentfulness, the misery that comes along with wanting to see someone lose. You should always feel encouraged for everybody around you. You should always want to see someone make it, never want to see someone fall. The consequence for wanting to see someone fall is wanting to see someone fall. You're suffering. So they're already suffering. That's what the Lord has been saying to me. There's no need for revenge. There'll never be a need for revenge. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. So, you know, the conversation of revenge is just constantly been reintroduced for over the past two months. And I hope that I had never encouraged that in any way throughout this process. Never even for a second entertained it. I hope that. That is the fact that I'm not encouraging others to... I hope that I'm not encouraging others to be vengeful in my name or in my honor. Because, you know, the Lord has it. He has it. So I know that the Lord knows my heart. I know that he knows my heart. I know he knows that I fight every single day in order to see, you know, in order to hold on to his truth. Because I know he's telling the truth when he says... You don't need revenge, and you don't you don't desire to see someone you know you don't desire to see bad things happen to people who've done bad things to you you don't do that you have to you have to love only love can drive out hate you have to want to see those people win as well. you have to want to see those people succeed. You have to, despite how much they they may want to see you, you know, fail, you have to want to see them succeed regardless. You have to want to see them find the love in Christ. That's what it is. So that's the key. And I don't believe that this power that he has given me is to be used for anything of that nature. You know, though I can use it for whatever I want, it's not to be used for that. It's not to be used for revenge. It's not to be used to see someone harm or or hurting and it's not to be used to even you know even carry a vengeful mindset or heart like it just will not work you know as far as that goes I will be reprimanded I will be straightened because he wants me on this path he wants me to succeed he's carrying me so it's not that these are actually consequences but just reminders and wake-up calls and him opening my eyes to see that these things aren't really worth it and you don't need to go down that path because it's just more suffering. And you only, you only inflict more harm on yourself. When you, when you do not forgive, you carry a burden, you carry guilt, you carry weight that you can be free of. So I want to be free. I want to be light as a feather. I'm, I'm you know, burdened. I'm, I'm held down by so much possibly unforgiveness and just just weight of my sin that's what the lord said i'm heavy because of the weight of my sin i need to let up i need to let a lot of this stuff go and you know the harsh the harshest realization is that a big a big portion of letting up or letting these things go may really be letting go of people that i may not have wanted to let go of that i have been holding on to so tight that it's just like holding me down and it's weighing me down and it's making me depressed and I'm hurt and I'm in pain about it I don't want to move forward with my life because I'm holding on to these people who may need to have been let go and maybe that's what the Lord is revealing to me and that's the message I've been running away from the Lord may be saying let them go let them go They like they can't go but I felt that the Lord had shown me on a deeper level that these, this, this isn't them. This really isn't them. You know the people that you love. It's okay to fight for them. Fight for who you know. Fight for what you know. And it's okay not to give up on people. It's okay not to give up on them when you know them and you're fighting for who they really are. But also, you know, learning how to let go. Maybe I've been fighting change. I've been fighting change too much because it feels like I fought so hard for the people that I love. But they still have decided to be that individual regardless of how hard I fight for them. And maybe that is, you know, the message. As hard as it may be for me to accept. Because I want to believe that the Lord wants to see them win just as much as he wants to see me win. And it's not that he doesn't, but it does come down to decisions and who you're deciding to be. You cannot use your destiny in life in order to keep someone from theirs. It doesn't work that way. You can't do that. The Lord doesn't reward that kind of behavior. But also, keeping in mind, Ecclesiastes, the wisdom of Solomon, who the Lord has you know, remind, told me that I remind him of, It states that you don't always get bad for good and you don't always get good for bad. Excuse me, you don't always get good for good and you don't always get bad for bad. Sometimes you get bad for good and sometimes you get good for bad. So it's not always that way. Sometimes things may be different, you know. Expect all situations, you know, that they may all exist. But keep in mind that it does take conscious effort every single day to see your life you know, in a different direction, you have to still work hard towards a certain direction. You have to still, you know, fight hard to be a certain kind of person despite the random circumstances. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll, there'll be bad people out here who have good lives. Maybe there'll be good people out here who have bad lives. And you'll wonder how that works, how that happens. But you still have to make conscious effort every day towards the life that you want to have. So, if you want to have a good life, be good. If you want to have a bad life, excuse me, if you want to be bad, you may have a bad life it's not always that way, but, you know, be intentional, so that's something that has been on my heart for a while, obviously, you know, I've had a lot of bad circumstances for being good, so I learned that firsthand, you know, you don't always get good for being good, and then oftentimes, I've been, I've done bad things, and I've, you know, gotten good rewards or I've not, I haven't had the consequences that maybe I deserve in that situation, and that also shows that you don't always get bad for being bad, so yes, life is tricky like that, but still, I know that I have to be intentional about the the way and the direction I want my life to go in, so I keep asking the Lord now what did I ever do to deserve all of this? What could I' have ever done to deserve you know the life that the Lord has blessed me with the destiny that the Lord has given me? And the fact of the matter is not it's not me. That's where the confusion says in. It's not about what I've done. It's about who God is. Because we don't make it into heaven because of the good that we do, but because of the good the good God that we serve. If it were up to our good, we possibly would never make it. It's because God is good. He's merciful, and he's gracious. And so I know I'm being kept. And obviously that leaves the lingering thought. Why aren't they? But as I've, as, you know, you have to be intentional. You have to move with purpose. You have to hope for a better future. want to see that happen for you. Believe that it can. Depend on God. Count on him. Never let him go. And, you know, choose him no matter what. Choose to hope. Choose to love. Choose to choose good. So I see that. But, um. Concerning recent circumstances, situations, I know I still have to fight. I start to fight. I start to be intentional. I still have to stand up for, you know, good. I have to stand up for God. I have to be who I'm called to be. Regardless of different people around me who don't want me to have it. And I know that I've been reminded for years. You have to want it more than they don't want you to have it. And I don't I I don't know if I've ever truly accepted that. Do you truly have to want it more than they don't want you to have it? Because God can want you to have it. And it doesn't matter how much you want it or how much they don't want you to have it. You'll have it. And then on top of that, there's another thing that I never truly accepted. Just because you've lived a bad life or you've been bad, good things can't happen to you. Absolutely not. I truly believe that the Lord can bestow a blessing on anyone, whoever he so chooses. And it doesn't always depend on your behavior so that's why I keep fighting for people you can't you know I don't believe that I don't believe oh I don't deserve that blessing I'm not you know I'm a bad person I'm not good you know these different things so you know skip over me it wouldn't matter I'm, I'm not gonna I'm get that I'm not gonna have that I don't believe that I still fight for people like that and so maybe that's why I'm still here but maybe that's why I am Like, maybe this is why God called me to this position. You know, he has told me that I'm favored for my heart and my hope and my belief in people. So I'm not, maybe I'm not called to give up on people. You know, maybe I'm called to be the one who does it because it's needed. That being said, obviously there's a way to do it. And I'm, you know, praying that the Lord, I know that the Lord will guide me into that. He's shaping me. He's transforming me. And I will be the one I will be someone who knows how to keep fighting for the people, but also know when to you know possibly let go so it feels forbidden even speaking about letting go because after everything that we have done and how wicked we tend to be how much sin we tend to gravitate towards though we have hope we may have hopeful hearts or good intentions it seems as if you know everyone deserves to be let go but we don't and we have to keep fighting because the lord hasn't let us go yet so that's in order to be more Christ like you have to learn how to keep fighting and not to let go even when someone deserves to be let go forgive Love them past it. Be unmovable. Be unaffected or unoffended by their actions so that you can keep fighting for them no matter what they do. And that's what being Christ like is like, you know. It's not about judging people or being the judge. It's about allowing God to be the judge. And even though he is such a perfect judge, he still does not So when you understand how life goes... You understand, which is hard, too. It's difficult to truly understand how life goes. But when you have experienced it, then you know that it's not always fair to give up on someone when it seems that they have exhibited a certain kind of behavior. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it may be reflective of the pain that they have dealt with and the things that they have gone through in life. Sometimes it takes for that person to not give up on them. And that's, you know, you may have gotten the best... The best someone out of that, and I think that's also the message of Fifty Shades of Grey. It may not be a obvious message. Maybe it's more obvious than I may realize, because I never truly discussed this movie as much as it was discussed when it first came out. But maybe the message, an obvious message, is despite what someone's past may look like or what they may be, how they may be living their lives or what they may have been going through. You know not giving up on someone and finding a gem that a lot of people may have looked over or given up on because you decided not to. And that's a message I was just sitting there. But I didn't really want to draw too much into that message because I feel that it's just always there, it's always there. And I'm always fighting in that direction for those different things, believing that regardless of what other people think or what I may be getting. But, you know, lately, I just lately and like literally literally recently, I've just been feeling like, I don't know, because I just can't shake this, this advice from people that won't go. I I just can't shake it. What people are saying, you know, they're not changing. You have to let them go. They're they're deciding to be this person. They're they're being who they, you know, who they wanna be. They're choosing this. You know, you have to find people who choose better. You have to find an environment that fits you, that accepts you, people who won't choose to hurt you. And I'm torn. I'm still conflicted. Obviously, that is the devil. Only he is, you know, the author of confusion. The Lord, he is not a God of confusion. So, the only thing is so clear to me is that God is my everything. It needs to be exalted above all. He needs to be number one in my life, no matter what, no matter who. That's the only clear message that I feel that I have. Everything else seems scrambled. And it's difficult. But um, as long as I have God as number one, everything will work out. I know that it will. Whether I am making the right decisions or the wrong ones, he's going to level it for me. He's in control. He's going to lead me down the right path. And as many random decisions as i've made up until this point it still led me here and that feels like it's the biggest proof that no matter what is going on concerning these different things in life no matter what i'm dealing with things will god will work it out as long as i trust in him and whether i do or don't trust in him he's going to work it out he's in control he loves us whether we choose him or not. And that's something also I think that needs to be, you know, reaffirmed. You know, you don't have to urge people to trust in God and to choose him for him to choose them. Like, yes, urge them, reaffirm it. But whether they choose him or not, they are still loved because there are people out here who are going to, you know, they're going to believe you have to choose God. You have to trust God, and, and then things will work out for you. And then they'll believe because I don't choose Him, because I don't trust Him, you know, I'm not loved or things don't work out for me. You're, they're still loved. They're still loved, you know. I feel like so many sub- subjects can be forbidden. Like, don't talk about that. Don't talk about how when people don't choose God, when people choose other directions, when people choose to do bad, when people choose to be bad, they're, you know, they're still going to. They may still be favored and blessed by the Lord. And why not talk about that? Jesus did all the time. I think people don't want to talk about that because it encourages people. It it, it may somehow encourage, you know, the message that it doesn't matter what I do. I'm going, it's going to work out for me anyways. God is going to, you know, I'm going to be okay no matter what I do or who I decide to be. So I can go do all the bad I want. And I'll be good, you know? And nobody wants to encourage that. Like, we somehow have to scare people into doing the right thing. But people have to do what they would do anyways. People have to be who they will be anyways. And the Lord will work it out. So, yes, there will be consequences for the bad behavior. But it's not always consequences. And we can't always try and scare people to God. Scaring people to God, I think, is what leads them away from Him more. So you know we need to talk about the forbidden things we need to we need to speak about the taboo things we need to speak about the we need to say the things people don't want to say like you could be a murderer you could be the worst person in the world and god still loves you you know like you know just because you've done these horrible things you're not automatically going to hell like you know just because someone is good and done everything that they've been called to do doesn't mean they're always going to get good rewards. doesn't mean that they're always going to be favored or blessed. These things need to be talked about because this is real life. And when we preach this message that seems so cliche, it runs people away from God, I think, more than just telling them the truth. Like And when you choose God, doesn't mean everything's going to work out immediately. Everything's always going to be good. Things are still going to be hard. You have to stay through the hard times. You have to choose God because you're choosing Him. You can't choose Him because you think that everything's going to work out after that. And we can't tell people that. We can't tell people when you choose God, everything's going to work out after that point. Because that's oftentimes where we lose them. They choose God. Things don't seem to change. Things possibly seem to get worse or things... Just still heading, you know, certain directions. And then they believe I was bamboozled. I was lied to. I was tricked. None of those things actually really happened. And it's not to doubt the Lord. But that somehow sows more doubt than just telling them the truth. Doesn't always work out when you choose God. But you can trust him. He loves you. Regardless. So, yeah, you could do whatever you wanted to do. He'll still love you. But also, you know. When the Lord penetrates your heart, he begins to change you. You feel called in a certain direction. You just start changing things. You just start being different. It's not, you know, you try really hard and, you know, things just, you know, because you want to be that. Like, the Lord truly changes you. He transforms you. So you can tell them the truth. You don't have to be scared to tell them a certain kind of message. so many Christians that speak a certain kind of message. I don't think they have ill intent. The fact of the matter is that God teaches you and shows you what's most important in life. So, despite what your circumstances may look like, it is really all good because God has you. But when you tell people that, and they're not maybe able to see it that way, it may seem as if it's misleading or that you have to lie to get someone in Christ. That's not necessarily true. But as I've said, you know, telling them the truth may may work out you know, it may help. I feel that throughout this, you know, somewhat of a crisis that I've gone through, me wishing that someone had told me, you know, different things may have benefited me more. But no one ever said it was going to be easy. Actually, yes, they did, because the Bible says that, you know, Jesus' way is easy. His yoke is easy. So, It feels like it's misleading, but it isn't. It really isn't. Like, I'm living testimony right now. Like, throughout the years when I was younger, I used to always pray and ask for things. And the Lord would say, you already have it, and I would have nothing. And I would feel like, you say, ask you shall receive? I never receive anything. I've asked you for so many things. You say, you answer every prayer. You haven't answered one of my prayers. You haven't answered almost any of my prayers. And I always felt like it was just like, how can I believe this? You know, it's just blatant. Like, it's it's not that it's a blatant lie because I, I fear the Lord that he says that he's the truth and he's the truth. But it's like it says that and it just doesn't seem that way. But now I'm living testimony right now because he's answering each and every single last one of my prayers, like seemingly all at once. He's making so much, so many differences in my life, and he's revealing so many different things. He's performing so many miracles in my life that, you know, I never would have dreamed of before. He's asking, he's answering on my prayers, and then some. So maybe it just takes for you to be faithful and trust first, like the Bible says. You have to trust them first. You have to have faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed moves mountains, and so. I don't think that all Christians are telling you just anything to get you to God. But even if they were, once you get to him, he's going to make it make sense to you. So that being said, you know, I just want to encourage someone out there who may be feeling like things aren't working out or it's not worth it or that God is not real or that God is not really truly who he says he is or that he won't show up for you. I want to encourage you that he will. That he loves you, that he's here for you, and that, you know, you just you do truly just have to have faith and trust him. He will perform in ways that you have never imagined. He will show his power. He's doing it right now in my life, and it's amazing because he's also showing me alternate realities. People who have not trusted in him, people who have blamed him, people who have gone the opposite direction, people who have decided that God is, you know... He doesn't answer prayers. He won't show up for me. They've lost hope in God. They've done things the way that they wanted to do things. They've become, you know, they've become, you know, wicked. And, you know, now, you know, he's introducing me into this situation using me as a vessel in order to prove to them. That there are people who have shared a lot of the same circumstances in life as you, and, they, and they, haven't, they hadn't blamed me. They kept hoping me, and things are working out for them. Things will work out for them, and you, as for you, for being wicked, you know, now you get to see me. You get to see me show my power. You get to see me show up, and you get to see, you know, the proof that, you know, justice will be served always. But yes, I do love you, and I have always been here, and I am very real and you will have to answer to me. people have to answer to God, you will be judged, but he is such a just judge. His judgments are perfect. there are individuals who have seemingly abandoned him and done things their own way, and they're still being shown mercy in this process that maybe a lot of people wouldn't even want them to have. There would be so many people who are like. I don't think they deserve a chance to repent I don't think they deserve a chance they don't deserve mercy they don't deserve grace after all that they've done you know he just needs to bring the hammer down hard on them and God is showing mercy on them because that's who our father is you don't have to fear him excuse me fear him but you don't have to be scared of him you don't have to be afraid of him where you're staying away from him believing that he cannot work things out for you because He's showing his power in such a supernatural way in my life and in so many others' lives, free millions from someone who has decided to be wicked and decided that there will never come an answer from God in heaven. You know, there's not going to be any saviors in this situation, and the Lord is sending exactly that. So definitely be careful about the, you know, decisions that you make and who you choose and what you choose, keeping in mind that there is a God in heaven that you will have to answer to. But also, you know, forgive yourself. Forgive others. You don't have to be afraid that you won't be forgiven for the things that you've done. He will always show mercy because he's a merciful, gracious God. So, like, it feels like a mouthful, but it's really not. I'm thankful for him. I'm extremely thankful for him. He's working things out for me. He's freeing me of chains I never even knew I was in. And that's the god we serve marvelous magnificent wonderful you know all-powerful all-knowing and control of everything over everything despite your circumstances despite the plans people have for you and they may be extremely wicked you may not have a clue god knows he sees everything heed him when he speaks to you so i'm learning That being said, though, I wish the best for everybody because I know a lot of things that I've been granted in life, a lot of people may not necessarily feel I deserve. A lot of people may have their opinions on me. They may feel that I deserve the worst or that, you know, circumstances should really be much worse for me or really, really bad for me. That I don't deserve mercy or grace, but the Lord has granted me that. He's granting it for others. He will grant it for you as well. So I wish the best for everybody. I really do, because I know that that could be me. I'm not better than you. He can use anybody, which means he could use you. So things can work out for you, too, and it's never too late. It's never too late. I don't believe at this point it's it's ever too late. You know, the God that we serve is magnificent, he's limitless, he can do whatever he wants to do. It's really never too late, you know? Although, an unrepentant heart is the worst thing that you can do. It's the worst thing that you can do. Because it's not that it's ever too late for you, or not that things can't work out for you, but because you are choosing for them not to, because you don't want them to work out for you. You are deciding that you don't need his mercy or his grace. You are deciding that you don't need him. He will still show up for you, but it's, it's I think, because I can't say that there's anything that that can keep you from God. There's truly nothing, but an unrepentant heart will truly, I guess, play a part, of course. But um I love God. I love him. I love him. I love him so much, I really do, for all that he's done and all that he's doing. And maybe he's leading me to either Genesis fifty four seventeen or Exodus fifty four seventeen. I'm gonna look because Exodus fifty twenty I really love and what that is, um all that is meant for bad, God is going to use for good. You know. Joseph said that when his his brother sold him into slavery, he was you know someone bared false witness against him, and he was thrown right back in prison. As soon as he was released. And he sat in prison. He sat in chains for 12 years. Then finally he was freed and he was placed in a position of authority over all of Egypt. And he was given a wife and he was given a child. And he remained faithful to the Lord. And because he remained faithful to the Lord, he was rewarded greatly. He remained in that position until the day that he had died. And when his brothers asked him or said to him, we thought that maybe you were waiting to get your revenge on us for what we had done to you. He said, no. I truly forgive you because I fear the Lord. He has has been great to me. He has humbled me. And all that you meant for bad, God has used for good in order to not only turn things around for me, but to save so many other people in the process. He's used me as a vessel to impact all these different people's lives. And I think that's so beautiful, especially concerning the different things I've gone through and what he's doing in my life. So, We could all be a little bit more like Joseph and I, oftentimes I marvel at how faithful he was and I'm sure a lot of people do but I'm still trying to master that humble, that humility and just that, that attitude to remain good in all situations maybe I'm doing a little better than I think but I'm still trying to master and I know that I will continue to have to work on that because sometimes I wonder if, they, if these people were handed over to me right now with me in the position to do whatever I wanted to do to them at any point in life, would I still be, you know, humble enough? Would I be faithful enough? Would I fear the Lord enough to truly walk away from an opportunity to bring harm to them in response to the harm that they had done to me? Would I truly be over it? Because Joseph still cried. So, that being said, you know, I'm practicing, I'm working on it, and I'm praying every single day that the Lord gives me a strong enough heart that if ever I'm given an opportunity to do that to the people who have done whatever they've done to me, that I am walking away from that opportunity, and I am brave enough without being reminded who the Lord is. Because right now I have so many reminders, I have so many people around me, you know. If you do this and that, if you do this and that. And it may feel like I have an opportunity now, but I I don't really have a real opportunity now. A real opportunity when there's no one in your way to stop you from doing that. And you still choose not to. And that's a message I also got from Diary of a Mad, Back, Mad Black Woman. So the Lord is calling me to different messages and different movies lately. And, you know, he will speak to you through entertainment. Though he has called me away from it, you know. For now, I understand. I know that the Lord understands what I'm going through. He's bearing with me, and I, I thank Him for that because He's delivering me of all situations. I know He is, and it will work out because He is a God of justice. So, I'm looking forward to the outcome of this situation for everybody because I know everybody will have, you know, been freed, and you know whether we deserve it or not, we will have it. In Jesus' name.